And welcome back to the Rack Podcast. In our last episode, we spoke with Berks County's own Caitlin Reardon about her cross-country journey in television reporting. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one yet, be sure to check it out. Today, we have another interesting and successful guest and Rack graduate. Currently working for the Greater Reading Chamber Alliance and planning events on the side, she started here at Rack. There's a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in. Please welcome Rachel Romig. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, thank you for being with us today. I know your schedule is probably so full. It is all the time, but that's okay. I love that you asked me. I'm, I'm very, very humbled. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I know that I mentioned what you're doing now, but I'd like to start back a little bit before that. Tell me about the college that you attended first. Sure. Uh, so right out of high school, I went to Albright College and I was there for two years. I ended up leaving because I failed out. Honestly, I always was one of the top in the class in high school and I was great at sports and did everything I wanted to in a positive way and then I got to college Mm -hmm. and kind of took over and there was a lot of drinking and there were a lot of poor choices and I failed out of college so um, I ended up taking a year off after that and was really embarrassed honestly that I was like People thought these great things of me, and then I failed so horribly. Um, And it was when one day when I was just saying, you know, this is ridiculous. I need to get my life back together. And I came to REC, and I was an adult student by that point. And then I was here for two years. I loved my experience, and it set me on the right path. And that's how it all started. Okay, so when you decided to come to REC, did you feel that you were supported when you first transferred here with credits from another college and as an adult student? Uh, definitely. Unfortunately, like none of my credits transferred. So I had to start all over again, which was fine because at Albright, I didn't know what I wanted to do anyway. I was changing majors, taking lots of electives, just trying to figure myself out. But when I got here, the financial aid department was super helpful, figuring out what classes I needed to take. Um, and then when I started, I loved the teachers and everyone was just really, really supportive And I didn't feel out of place either being older than a lot of people. I just enjoyed the experience in general. Okay. So what happened after you graduated with your Associate of Arts in Communications from RAC? First off, I was super proud. So let's just say (laughs) that um, I was so, so happy. I remember my mom said to me, I never thought you'd go back to school. This is so great. And I was like, yes, like I'm on the right path. Uh, So was so, so proud to move that tassel. And then I went to Kutztown. So the college here actually also kind of helped me figure out what that transition looked like and helped get all the paper work ready to go. Uh, But then I was at Kutztown for two years and ended up graduating with a bachelor's, um, all communication studies, took some PR and marketing, again, as an adult student and didn't attend any parties really, but, uh, (laughs) but had a great experience there too. Okay. So do you feel that the studies that you completed here at RAC really prepared you for the rigors of your bachelor's program at Kutztown? 100%. I read this great article a couple years ago from Harvard, actually, that said there is no reason why you have to go to Harvard for the first two years. Wow. You can go to a community college and then come to Harvard and you will have gained the exact same experience at this community college than you would at Harvard at a fraction of the cost. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that. And I like tout that to anyone I talk to saying a community college is literally the same studies, no matter where you go, the first two years are your same general studies. So I felt extremely prepared. I 
loved being able to work with the teachers and the departments to figure out exactly what it was that I wanted to do and tailor what I was good at because, you know, who knows what they want to do for their life. Like even now I'm like, right, what do I want course. to do when I grow up? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty happy now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was really prepared and I, and I loved every minute of it. Okay. So tell me about your first job after graduation. So I always worked in the hospitality track. So restaurants, bars, let me tell you, that's some great PR and human resources work, figuring out how to talk to people, how to deal with difficult people. Absolutely. No matter where I worked though, I was kind of rising to the top. I was the lead trainer or I took care of the big parties. Um, So I was working at a local restaurant and always was dealing with this company that was coming in for their private parties. And I knew what the host wanted. I always brought him his drink right away, knew him by name, knew everyone by name. Um, And one day he turned to me and said, I want to create a job for you at our company it does not exist here. It only exists in the UK and you're going to be perfect for it. Would you come and interview? And I said, sure. So my first job was created for me at Renekill Pest Control, and which is Ehrlich Pest Control, but Rent-A-Kill mm-hmm. is their parent. And I started in a job that, that no one had known what it even was. Like it wasn't created. I sort of created the job and it was in sales and marketing. And I went on pest control calls just to understand what they do. And I worked with sure. designers and I all of a sudden was controlling all the national trade shows and what items were rented out and where they were going and where they were shipping. And Mm -hmm. I was just kind of given free reign to make something of this position. And I wouldn't have gotten that if I wasn't good at the job I was currently doing. So that was the first job. It was crazy. Pest control. I don't know. (laughs) That is so cool. That's really neat. So where did your career take you next? Next, I realized I didn't want to work there anymore, mainly because they wanted me to do more sales. And it just happened to be in New Jersey. And I was like, I don't want to move. I don't want to work there. It's too big of a commute. So I started using my network to figure out what jobs were available. What do I want to do next? I have this great set of skills now between learning Excel spreadsheets, like the back of my hand to Mm -hmm. understanding sales and marketing. Um, And I had a girlfriend who was working at Viva Catering, which is now closed, RIP. I miss them. I know. I love their salads. And they were looking for a corporate event planner and salesperson um, here in the Y Missing area. And I interviewed and I got it. And that's what got me into event planning. That's what got me into going to networking events, understanding the community more, and just being really central and local. So that's really, that job is really what spurred I think the rest of my future and career. Okay. So I know now that you're working as the senior director of events and special programs for the Greater Reading Chamber Alliance. Can you tell me and our listeners what the GRCA does and how that work supports the businesses in our area? Sure. The Greater Reading Chamber Alliance is a merged partnership between the local chamber of commerce, an economic development arm, and a development fund. So we literally are three pieces of a puzzle to bring a business to Reading or just anywhere in Berks County, keep them in Berks County, develop them in Berks County, and then help grow them in Berks County. And we do that through financing and development workshops, business topics, networking. So our whole mission is to just develop these businesses here in Berks. Within the chamber, As you mentioned, I'm the events director. We have a ton of events from small to large, 30 people to 900 people. And we really, yeah, it's pretty intense, that annual dinner. It's coming up in May. Um, We have a keynote speaker who is announced in seven days. I'm not allowed to talk about it right now. But 
uh, yeah, it brings together the business community because the whole purpose of being in the business community is to meet B2B, sell B2B, and then B2C, so business to consumer. And we are offering advertising outlets for you to grow your business. And then within the chamber, we have segments. So we have a special program called the Women to Women, which I'm the director of, which is one of our special programs. And it's a program to develop women leaders in Brooks County, uh, specifically women, because we have a different set of challenges and skills um, that we bring into the workplace and home life. Uh, And then we have a family business alliance. So we're not only developing the businesses as a business, but we're dealing with their family pieces, which is the tough part. So we do a lot Mm -hmm. for the business community. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. Okay. So how can a business get involved with the GRCA? Reach out to us. There's only 16 of us on staff or 18, but we have a really high output. We connect with everyone in the community for one reason or another. So you can come to literally any of us to get in touch and just find out what's the chamber all about? Like, what can you do for me? Um, We have different membership tiers to tailor the experience to the business, make sure they get what they need. And actually right before um, our meeting here, I was with a potential member who's looking to get more involved. And I'm not even the membership director, but because they know (laughs) me, they wanted to talk to me. And I'm very happy to do that. So just reach out to literally any of us or go to greaterreading.org. Okay. So I can tell that event planning is really in your calling and that you don't only do it for GRCA. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So you're also the owner of Just Breathe Weddings and Events. So tell me how that got started. Events on events on events on events is (laughs) is literally my life right now, plus two children under two. So (laughs) um, when I worked in hotel sales here in West Reading, I feel like I'm going to toot my own horn right now. I was an excellent salesperson and it was an extended stay hotel. Um, So that meant when you come, you stay for long periods of time. So big projects, the workers would stay at our hotel and our rooms were full for a really long time and I had nothing to sell at all. And I thought to myself, hmm, what can I do You know, so I started volunteering. I was on the board of Girls on the Run Berks because I really cared about the development of young women. Um, I started volunteering for the chambers for some of their initiatives. And a girl that I worked with at Viva contacted me and said, hey, I think you're still wedding planning for your friends. Would you like to meet one of my friends who's getting married and they're looking for someone to help them? And I said, sure. So it was Halloween. I had on a full bones body jumpsuit. (laughs) And I was like, this can go one of two ways. They're going to think I'm insane or they're going to like me. Mm-hmm. So I met them at Benchwarmers and we talked about their needs for their wedding. And I said, happy Halloween. Of course, I might've taken them some candy and they liked me and they said, we'd love to pay you to help us with our wedding. And, and I thought, oh, no one's ever paid me before. You okay. know, why not? Right. And so I took that and I was so proud of that. And I started reaching out to my network and said, can someone help me make a logo? Can someone help me make marketing materials? How do you make a website? And I started doing a lot of research into what it took to have a business in Pennsylvania. So that actually helped me then with the chamber because I wasn't working at the chamber yet. But now I had that knowledge of what it takes to start a small business Mm -hmm. in Reading, in Pennsylvania, in Berks County, you know? So I launched it in December of 2012. No, 2017. And... At the same exact time, like to the day almost, I was offered a job at the chamber. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh boy, now I have these two big things happening at the same time. But, you know, just breathe with just me Mm -hmm. and the chamber was going to be something new as well. So 
it wasn't in events yet though for the chamber. I was a coordinator, so I helped other people with their events. Okay, gotcha. And Just Breathe was born and I felt like all these pieces were starting to fit in my life all at one time. Okay, so I saw on that website, and I love your title, The Creator of Joy. So what does it mean to you to provide these types of services to clients, you know, in our area? I just love getting to know people. I'm an extreme extrovert. The pandemic really stunted me. Uh, It was hard not to see other people and connect. I love creating experiences for people. I love knowing that whether it's a hard time in their life or a great time in their life, that they have someone on their side to help them get to their end result. Because I do so many weddings, there's a lot of high tension and stress. Normally comes from family members. You know, I'm a bit of a therapist from time to time. People People just want someone to listen to sometimes and bounce ideas off of. And I really, during the pandemic, I redid my entire website. It didn't used to say creator of joy. Um, I looked at it during the pandemic and was like, oh, like this is just dark. Like this isn't me anymore. Like I created this at a different time in my life and it needs a revamp. And I totally redid the language of my website, the look and feel of my website. And creator of joy just kind of came to me because I love leaving people better than I found them Mm -hmm. and I want them to be more joyful. And that totally translates into the chamber as well, because I want everyone that I meet, whether they're doing anything for me or not, to know that they can count on me, that they can come to me with anything they might need and I'll point them in the right direction. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I love the creator of joy thing. (laughs) I just thought that was so cool when I went on there and, you know, then I scrolled down and saw Um, some of the other people that are working with you, but I just thought, wow, that, you know, that really makes you want to jump in and find out more about what really the things that you would offer. So that's awesome. So since you've done so many events, can you tell me any funny stories from a wedding? Oh, yes, I can. I have had some crazy wedding stories, not as many as you'd think though, but one once was that someone that I work with often and that the community knows, and I won't name names, but if she hears this, she knows who she is. She had a lot of children at her wedding. So she had a whole side room for kids and set all this stuff, set this stuff up for children and had a babysitter coming in. And as we're getting ready during the day, a matronly woman comes in who I could, I automatically assume was the babysitter. And I said, are you the babysitter? She said, yes. And I left and I got on with what I had to do. Two hours later, I come back into the room and there's a young lady sitting there and I say, hi, can I help you? And she said, I'm the babysitter. And I said, oh, okay, well, thank you for being here. I'll be right back. And I started to scramble trying to find this woman. Here she was in the cocktail hour, just drinking a cup of coffee. You could tell that she didn't know why she was there. I had to grab the staff and be like, please be ready to help me if I have to remove this woman. Here she was just a little mentally unstable. She came, she just wandered in. And I said to her, excuse me, ma'am, do you know where you are? And she said, no. And we had to walk her out of the building and there was her family looking for her. Oh, it was insane. It was crazy because she also in that time, like broke all the kids crayons and put them in pitchers of soda. And it was insane. And I never again in my life automatically assumed anything (laughs) ever. That is a fantastic story. Insane. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
Now, I know you talked about this a little bit already, but can you tell me a little bit more about your passion for empowering women leaders and how that's reflected in your work at the chamber? Mm, the chamber will have a hard time getting rid of me. I love that part of my job. I love my job in general. It is 100% where I see myself for a very long time, but women to women is truly what I'm passionate about. The mission is to develop women leaders by connecting women from diverse backgrounds, giving them opportunities to grow and learn. And I always say leadership is very different to everyone. So I'm not trying to say you have to be a leader like someone else in the professional world. You can be the best volunteer that you can be. You might want to be the leader of the PTA. You might want to be the best stay-at-home mom that you can be. And everyone has these skills they can learn to put into place to be whatever they want to be. I've been on the board of a couple different women's organizations, from Girls on the Run Berks to Committees for Safe Berks. I am now on a member of the Junior League of Reading, so it's women helping people in the community. And I just know that while it's never a man versus woman thing, it, it never is, in my opinion. It's about educating everyone what the differences are. You know, it's very different for women in the workplace. And it mm -hmm. was way back when, like it was really different. And now it just, they're just different sets of circumstances for women in the workplace. And right now I'm working with more college students to see if they also feel that way or if they don't at all, which would be wonderful, but to figure out what people and women need to move forward and to grow in leadership positions. Um, I think because it's talked about so often in positive and negative ways, you know, there's lots of negative stuff out there and I'm not sure. trying to be this like righteous feminist, but it's just to bring light to what's happening and educate people. So I can't make anyone do any one thing, but I can certainly offer education. And that's what I strive to do through the programs and my networking just to say there are differences. Please at least accept that and acknowledge that. And then you get to take whatever you learn with you and do with it what you want. Wow. Okay. So aside from all of this incredible professional work that you're doing, I know that you're also rocking the mom life. So tell Ooh. me about your family. My family <laughs> is just an amazing sunshine filled soul <laughs> light of my life. I have two children, one a little over two. His name's Henrik and um, an 11-month-old named Penelope. My husband, Zach, and I just are obsessed with both of them. I never thought I wanted kids. And then I met Zach, and here we have two. And they're just so delightful. I know that I'm lucky. They hardly ever cry. They don't complain. They are helpful. They are kind. Um, I would like to take all the credit for that. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> and even being pandemic kids, like they, I take them to the grocery store now and they're like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Because we haven't really gone anywhere. So I'm really excited for this summer to be able to take them to lots of new places and in the wake of being so isolated for a while. But I just, it's hard. It's definitely really hard to balance all those things and want to be this amazing mom. And many days I falter on something mm -hmm. and I beat myself up about it, but I know that I'm doing my best. So thank you for sharing so much of your story with our listeners today and so much of your personal life. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm happy you asked. I'm very, very proud of many of the things that I've done. So I'm happy to share it with other people and let them know you can mess up mm -hmm. and you can still be great. Okay. 
So from our conversation today, I can tell with certainty that you are simultaneously succeeding in multiple areas of your life, which can seem like a lifetime away for someone who's just out of high school or just having a really hard time at a college that isn't a good fit for them. What advice would you give to our listeners or students who may be in a similar position? To just breathe. That is literally (laughs) something I say a lot. Just take a moment and realize, especially at that moment, that What's happening is just part of what your path is. And maybe the universe hasn't opened up with what it wants from you. In the moment, I remember just thinking how like crappy of a person I was and how I let everybody down. And it's really hard to get out of that headspace. And I didn't for a while, which is why like I'm glad that I wasn't in college for a little bit. Like I worked and I made money and I tried to figure out what I wanted to do and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that college was always something I wanted to accomplish. So I would say, think about what you've always wanted to accomplish. And if you don't know how to get there, what's at least the first step that you can take to get to this accomplishment? You know, mine was just, I always wanted to go to college and I knew I would. I didn't, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew I needed to get there. And that was the step I had to take. And then things just sort of started figuring themselves out. When people ask me, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? I've never had a plan. (laughs) I've legitimately never had a plan. Um, I've just always worked hard, taken advantage of opportunities that have arisen for me, tried to be a good person and make other people happy and make those connections and just get involved in what I was passionate about. When you end up having more time on your hands, you get to start thinking about where you want to put your time. Do you want to start a craft? Do you want to start reading books more? Do you want to volunteer your time to an organization? There's so many organizations and nonprofits in this area everywhere that need help. So do you want to help the elderly? Do you want to help kids? Do you want to clean up the earth? Like, There are lots of ways you can figure out what you're passionate about. So figure out that and then take that first step to how you can get there. Just one step, just one day. Mm -hmm. No five-year plan needed. Right. Unless you really want to spec that out, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. So finally, as you may know, this past year was RAC's 50th anniversary. So do you have a message that you'd like to pass on to our president, Dr. Looney, and our community on this historic occasion? Definitely. Um, I know that you had an amazing event for the anniversary and so many people came out to support. And if that doesn't show you, Dr. Looney, just the impact that you have in this community, this college is a staple. It is a landmark. It is a place where you can come to continue your life, start your life, restart your life, and all the resources that you need are here and people that will believe in you. So I say congratulations. 50 years is a drop in the bucket. Can't wait to see 100. And the chamber is here to support everything you're doing. And everything you're doing without the chamber is perfect too. Great. Thank you so much for that message. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you for asking me. This was delightful. An education from RAC is a stepping stone for great success. Throughout these episodes, we have shared with you stories of people from varied backgrounds and situations. It's true when we say that you can start here and go anywhere. The Communications Associate of Arts degree prepares students for transfer to a bachelor's program, as you've heard today. Transfer seamlessly to a four-year college of your choice through one of RAC's 25 and more articulation agreements. This program will give you a strong general education core with a focus on communication and human interaction. To get started today, email admissions at rack.edu 
you or call 610-607-6224. Classes are starting soon and you're never more than a few weeks away from something great. Check back for new episodes as we share more stories of our successful graduates. I am Sonia Rieger on the Reading Area Community College Podcast and I can't wait to see you next time.